Dirty Burn Nation, what's good? It's your boy, South Reef 706. This is the Dirty Burn Nation Report, the unofficial official podcast of Falcon Twitter. We have Gift Queen and we have special guest, Loki Confucius. What's going on, y'all? What's up, y'all? Hi. Yes, we have the, the legendary Loki Confucius. We have had our uh, our differences on Twitter, but we definitely want to have him on the podcast because I like talking to people because tweets can always be uh, misconstrued. And just talking to him for the podcast, he seems pretty. he seems pretty cool. I'll have no Last week in LA, the Falcons, I guess, shocked the national media because they had us in the coffin. They said there's no chance we win this game. They said that the Rams are ready to take on the world in the playoffs, ready to make their big mark. And uh, they definitely didn't do that. It didn't look like they were ready to play. And, and this is kind of where the playoff experience thing could come into play as far as having a young coach and maybe an unexperienced team. Like, I didn't see the same Todd Gurley I saw the couple of previous games. He didn't look like he was all the way there as far as catching the ball. He had a couple of good runs. I mean, we we contained him. We didn't stop him. We did enough to leave him from in the game in big ways. Uh, let's see what else. I, I didn't notice Sammy Watkins was even on the team until, like, the fourth quarter, to be honest with you. I forgot he was even there. The case they have every, that's, every game. that's crazy. Not but like there's the some fans that want to sign him, though. He was there. Yeah, he's good. He's just that um, – the way they use him, they use him like we use Taylor Gabriel. Like he, they don't hmm. like they use Robert Woods like we should be using Julio, and they use Sammy Watkins like they use like we use Taylor Gabriel. They use him as more like a deep threat, not a not an all around receiver. But if um, you know, they don't want a franchise tag, and I'm, I'll take him real quick. Like, yeah, and the defense definitely stepped up to the play. You know, containing them, stopping the highest scoring offense in the NFL. Uh, holding them well below their their average, so that was that was pretty cool. Uh, the one of the most hated Falcons, Brian Poole, was making some great open field tackles on Todd Gurley, which I think kind of set the tone early in the game. Uh, what else happened? The, their kickoff returner, he's a Pro Bowler, correct? He's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, what like ninety more? Like what? How does how does that happen? How in the biggest game of your career you you just have you just lay an egg like that? Doesn't that's crazy. Like was that more or less him, or was it more or less us being tuned up? Like, what what is your opinion on that? I think we finally caught a break. That that makes sense. Like, I, okay, I can rock with that. <laughs> I can rock with that. I mean, the Falcons' defense really looked like they're up to the task, like they have been all year, in my opinion. And I had been saying, and I got into it with this one guy on Twitter. I said the Falcons are a either a championship defense or they are getting to that point. And people were like, oh, oh blah 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 blah. I'm like, bro, like this defense is is really, really different. Looks like Tack is starting to get his legs under him. He's looking like a great pick. These, these last couple drafts, we've been hitting big time. So um, I'm excited for what Tack has going on right now. Hopefully he continues it in this playoff run and into the rest of his career. Uh, the field position early in the game, we got we to work on that next week or tomorrow, I'm sorry. Like we can't start all of our drives like inside the fifteen to ten. Like that shit is out of control. So annoying. Yeah. Oh, what else did I see? Da, 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 da. Field conditions. Like they ought to be ashamed of themselves for that. Somebody needs to get a fine. Whoever their owner is needs to be uh, open up his checkbook to write a fine to the NFL or the Falcons or somebody. Because like, yeah, like I thought it was like okay, maybe it's just a couple players, but. After the game, I saw an interview with Freeman. He said he had to change his cleats three times in the game, which is Makes absurd. Sense. Yeah, 
that don't make any sense at all. So. No, it was so crazy. It was players on both sides. Like it wasn't just the Falcons or the Rams players slipping. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is happening? Like something's clearly wrong with the field. And I know you uh, muted the game, South Breeze, but even the announcers were like, um, okay, they need to fix that field because this is ridiculous. Everyone yeah, was just, slipping and falling. Yeah, there was refs even slipping and falling. Like we got offsides because Grady Jarrett couldn't get back on the side of the, side of the ball because he slipped and fell. Like that's crazy. And like, right, he wasn't even positioned. He slipped and they're like offsides. I was, I was like, what the fuck? That was hilarious. Regardless of the penalty, I, I was laughing yeah. the entire time. Yeah, he flicked them off and everything. I was like, allegedly, allegedly. I saw the everybody, everybody zoomed <laughs> in on that. We got gifts floating around everywhere. What you mean, allegedly? <laughs> hey, man, I'm not gonna put that on that man. Shout out to Crazy Jared. But uh, also, one thing that I was impressed with was a Matt Ryan's poise the entire game. Like, there was a lot of chaos going around, and Donald was wreaking havoc on everybody he oh got in front of. God. But Matt, Matt, he earned his name, Matty Ice. Like, he was just like, all right, I know these people are right next to me. I know there's chaos around me, and I'm still gonna step in the pocket and make good decisions, make good throws. So definitely kudos to him for, you know, letting people know what it is. Like, hey, you know, I am the league's reigning MVP for a reason. I I'm ready for this. It feels like he's ready for this moment. And shout out to his cleats. His cleats were kind of tight. They were super tight. The ice ones? Yes. I was like, oh, that's the first thing I was like, damn, the cleats are pretty pretty cool. So shout out for Matt to having some swag about him. So I think the whole team has that swagger going to this, uh, this playoff run. Um, Shout out to my guard for uh second half doing better than the first half. Which which guard would this be? Garland? Both of them. Yeah, and that's another thing. Gar Garland was uh Garland was he had an unfortunate day. But I don't I don't really blame him. He was, yeah, yeah. I mean anybody that goes <laughs> up against yeah, that's 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 uh, I think everybody in the league. Uh Rico. This is the how many bad hits has he had? I think in the last couple of weeks he's had two or three. Can't do that. Two. Two. Okay. Uh, yeah, two. Can't do that, man. We can't have that, especially uh, tomorrow. That could be the hit or the mistake that cost us, you know, a trip to the NFC Championship. So, I uh, I think the discipline was it was pretty good, but we that's just unnecessary. We can't do that, man. Unnecessary hits. Got to be disciplined. Uh, I think it was for all the notes I have. But to me, just the Rams look like they're ready for the moment. And I'm glad that we stepped up to the uh, – the plate and got it done for the, the fans. So that's all I got for myself. I'm, so I'm just so excited that Sark finally decided that, you know, we have two good running backs. We should probably use both of them. I saw uh, somebody posted an over under on the amount of sweeps we ran in the game. I said eight. I think we made it to I feel like it was like six. six. Yeah. Yeah. I think we made it to six. I was predicting like two per quarter. So I was like, yeah, that, that's not a bad average. So, but you know, again, I kind of had to watching the game really think about after the win. I know I think two episodes ago I said I would love to play Sark and Madden because his play calling is very predictable. But now that yeah, I think he get, he get uh he get dubbed every game. Well, see that's the thing. That's the thing. I had to think about. It's like you know what? I run my offense on Madden the exact same way, so I can't. I, I can't. Eat. Well, I'm not. You know what? Honestly, I, I play like the Falcons, like that style. I like to run the ball and play defense. I'm not really trying to air it out all the time because too many bad things happen. But I'm like, you know what? I can kind of respect that. I don't run sweeps every play, but I kind of go with uh, a couple plays, and uh, you know, I don't try to get too out of pocket. I stay in my bag. I don't do nothing tricky, nothing crazy, and try to make it out the W. Legit, like, like this is even me, like being a Shanahan fan, but like running his playbook last year and this one, 
is insane. It's so easy. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, in like three plays, and it's like money every single time if you have a good wide receiver. Every well, but see, time. I think, well, sorry, Gif, this is the, the Madden section of the podcast. I think a lot of that now is like cheese. Like people find cheese plays, and that's, that's one of the reasons I'm kind of like, I'm almost convincing myself next year not to buy Madden. Just I'm like, I. It's, it's like a game within the game. Like, I want to play it, but I don't want to play people that find the five cheese plays on offense and just exploit the glitches in the game. Like, that's just not fun to me. Like, that just takes away the actual skill of the game to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I, haven't, I haven't bought a Madden in, like, four years because I feel like I'm playing the same thing every year. Yeah, I mean, just as a fan, I, I like it because, A, it helps me, like, learn rosters and just look at different players and shit like that. But it's funny, last year's Madden, like, like you're saying with Kyle Shanahan's playbook, they, uh, before the Super Bowl, they did like a, I don't know why they did this, but they were breaking down one of the plays. And I promise you, route for route, it was exactly the same play on Madden. I'm like, yo, how is this possible? How how are, how are y'all allowed to do this? I was like, bro, like, this is the exact same play on Madden, bro. Like, this shit is out of control. So, but uh, we're not going to shout him out no more because that, that name is like uh, Candyman to people. So we're not going to do that anymore. So Garbage. Yeah. <sighs> Well, a lot of people are uh, high on that guy. Shout out to uh, uh, Mr. Charles McDonald. He is a uh, a big uh, 49ers yeah, fan, 40, apparently. Yeah, I'm a 49ers fan. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to 4Verts. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, uh, I get it. Well, time will tell. I'm still I'm still reserving judgment. If you go to my, my page on Twitter, at Salfrey706, you will see that my pin tweet is, and this was before the Super Bowl, let me pull it up right now. My pin tweet is, for the record, I don't think Shanahan will make a good head coach. And this was uh, January 18th, 2017. So almost a year to the day that I posted this. And the verdict is still out. Their offense looks great with Garoppolo. All I got to say is they completely embarrassed uh, one of the all-time greatest pass defenses in the in the league. <laughs> That's, I get it. I get that. I get that. They completely, they completely embarrassed him. Was, and I didn't. It was, was kind of sad. That's the one Jags game I did not watch this year. I don't, I don't know why I didn't watch it. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see, man. My thing is, like, you think the league is not going to try to adjust to that? You don't think teams are going to draft to try to stop that? You know what I'm saying? Division-wise, they should be straight because their division has a lot going on that's not really positive. So so we're going to jump into y'all's tweets because uh, that's what we do in this podcast. We read y'all's tweets. So this week wasn't too bad since we won the game. But there's some people that are uh, violating. So let me see what we got. We didn't shout out um, Mac for assisting Freeman and getting that touchdown. That was hilarious and beautiful at the same time. He just bear hugged him into the goal line. That's the goal line. Isn't that illegal too, though? Can you do that? Shut up. No, Golly, uh, stop if snitching. It's illegal. It's only illegal if it's, it starts to become a pile. You can always push them in onto the. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, no snitching. Like, if, he, like, get, <laughs> if he gets like stopped and then you try to push him in, then it's a penalty. But otherwise, not. Yeah. Some people want me to uh, give um, Matthews credit for that too. I will give Matthews credit for that also. Whenever he becomes more consistent as a player. So until then, stop asking or telling me to do it. Thanks. Then, oh, the Sark rumors. I disrespected my son. Oh, no, we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. We're going to okay. hold off on okay. that okay. one. That, that was interesting. Oh, that, that trick play um, from Coleman to Julio, that was beautiful. Right before that play happened, someone tweeted, why doesn't 
why didn't Stark have any trick plays up his sleeve? And then that happened. And then I added them and they never said anything back. So shout out to you. Sark had fun. All right. So I know we were talking earlier about uh, one of the writers for Falcoholic, Alan Stark. He actually predicted us to lose the game, which he, I guess he had good Ooh. arguments. Hey, you got to be professional. So, but he, he also tweeted later on that he said he'd been on the fence about the Falcons defense being a top 10 group. He said, I'm all in now with a lockdown performance. So, and I don't know, maybe, I guess, Loki, you can probably answer this a little bit because it seems like you're a, kind of a more of a, you look at the numbers a little bit. Why, are, why does it seem like people are hesitant to really give the defense its credit or really get on the, the bandwagon of this, especially when you've seen the different versions of the Falcons defense? It, this is something we haven't seen in a long, long time. Well, one, it's because, you know, the Falcons have never had a good defense since, like, what, the 90s? <laughs> Something had like really that. really good defense. And most people don't watch the Falcons game, so the last thing they saw was the Super Bowl. Mm. So, so. That makes sense. Okay, fair it's enough. Recent, it's, basically, it's basically recency bias. bias. It's, it's retarded. Yeah, and that's another thing. So... Uh, I'll get there later too. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like talking to people about football that don't actually watch the games. Like that's that's the worst thing in the world. It's like, hey, oh, this player sucks. He's trash. I'm like, okay, did you watch the game? Well, no, but uh, all right. So this is where the conversation is because we're not we're not talking anymore. So, all right. That's just like people telling me that I don't know my my draft prospects when I tell them they suck or when they're good. Yeah, it's like, how are you going to tell me as a Falcons supporter who watches every single minute, every single game that I don't I can't tell you about my team like that? That doesn't make any sense. Also, shout out to Pro Football Focus, who was getting roasted for their tweet back in April 29th of 2016. It reads, yes, the Falcons get a D for Deion Jones pick. He is ranked number 250 on the PFF draft board and earned a negative grade in 2015. Well... This is one of those times you have to either delete the tweet or tweet through it because their mentions were in shambles. Like, Cass Falcons fans were just roasting them. And, and that's one of the things, again, like, I know I had an argument with the girl. Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Siren, a uh, Philly fan. And I did reference pro football focus uh, for my argument about her uh, Matt Ryan, Nick Foles thing. I'm not the biggest fan of PFF because they clearly get stuff wrong. And, again, it's not always about numbers. It's about the eye test to me. But, I mean, just they're not always going to be wrong. The numbers aren't going to lie all the time. Like, if statistically Matt Ryan has been ranked as a top five quarterback the entire season, you're not going to sit here and tell me that he's not a good quarterback. You know what I'm saying? You can't win the MVP and be not a good quarterback. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. Yeah. To be fair to PFF and uh, their ranking on Debo is when I did my draft, when I did my scouting that year, I had him at, like, maybe my – third or fourth best linebacker off to like Miles Jack and like people who other people knocking him was obviously he's undersized which is true mm-hmm. and he hadn't really he didn't really play much because he had you know Quan Alexander in front of him until like his senior year or whatever that year he came out so it, it's, it's understandable like of course he's not going to have a higher grade if he's not going to play as much so if he like makes one bad mistake it's over but, but, I, but that's, I watched his Alabama game and I was like, yeah, he should he should be a Falcon. Well, and that's the thing with the with the with the metrics is like, OK, you can you can do that numbers wise. But you have to also look at the fact that, hey, this person's 
going to go to professional team. They're going to be in a system that somebody's picking them for that highlights their skills and their talents. Also, they're probably going to be on like a real meal program and probably a better weight regimen and better conditioning program. So you, you kind of have to project that stuff because with the draft, it's like a lot of these guys, is, it's a crapshoot. Like we can go draft for draft every year and all these players, they say are going to be surefire locks and future Hall of Famers. Some of these guys are nowhere to be found in the league or sitting on the end of a bench or on a practice squad. So I'm just trying to figure out I'm trying to where do you put the resume? In? Where can I where can I get a job? Because I can flip a coin and say this person is going to be good or not. And they're doing the same thing, like the no Kuypers of the hey, world. I, I'm just saying I, I predicted that the Keanu Neal draft, I predicted that. I said everybody in that draft was going to be good. I kind of called the Deion Jones pick. Well, I mean, hey, you know, you got to have the receipts, let people know. And uh, I do. You know. I, I pulled it up every other week. So, yeah, that's that's, that's the thing, man. I, the numbers are the numbers thing. I'm not really too high on. But, again, just guys, watch the games. Just watch the games, watch the players, and y'all be better for it. And, again, tomorrow, who's calling the game? Chris Collinsworth and somebody else? It doesn't matter. As soon as I see Chris Collinsworth is calling the game, I automatically know that I'm going to mute my TV because I'm not dealing with that whole game. So, uh, yeah, mute the TV. Watch the game without the biases from the announcers and the commentators and just watch it with your eyes and make your own observations. Like you're going to learn more looking at it without somebody saying, oh, yeah, well, this player, blah, 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 and Super Bowl and blah, 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 playoff experience, blah, blah, blah. Like, bro, like just watch the game. Like just watch the players. Man, I hate I hate the media. I'm not going to lie. The media is cool, but, man, I know they have to sell a storyline, but, man, that shit is annoying. But moving on. So I know Gif, she mentioned some uh, swirly rumors about our favorite offense coordinator, uh, one Steven Sarkeesian. So there was uh, some shakeups in Seattle. So they fired their uh, offense coordinator. Was it, uh, it's Cables, right? No, it's Bevel. It's Bevel. Well, they fired a bunch of people. Cable, yeah, he got Cable's fired. He was the offensive line coach. He deserved to be fired because that is atrocious. <sighs> Whoever drafted those bums deserved to be fired. Also, nah, did they try to convert that? Because because uh, uh, that was like early on, like early on in yeah. their year, like you could pass that, and everybody was like, "Yeah, maybe he's decent." And there, I, some people, I wanted him as a coach for the Falcons, and then like the past two years, they spent like four top one hundred picks or whatever on linemen, and they traded for a left tackle, albeit he was kind of hurt. But didn't they convert just, a, just a D a tackle to? To the offensive lineman at one point, correct? Yeah, they, they has... changed a D tackle to a, a left tackle because he was tall and he was athletic, which, which in principle worked. But you have to, you you legit have to. Me knowing from my experience, you you kind of have to play lineman, like offensive lineman, forever in order to understand all the intricacies and everything from it. Definitely. So with that shakeup in Seattle. Being that Steve Sarkeesian has the connections to Pete Carroll, there's been rumors floating around that, you know, that he is going to be the next uh, OC for the Seahawks. So, of course, Falcon Twitter is kind of, I don't know if it's split down the middle, it's probably 60-40, maybe 70-30 on, you know, either firing Sark or keeping him. Me, I said that Sark is not going anywhere just for the fact that Quinn gave him a shot. And with his past problems, I don't think he's going to be hireable as a head coach in the NFL. The whole carousel of OCs leaving the Falcons, that has to stop. Like Even as much as we hate Sarkeesian, we got to have some continuity. Again, now that the season's over, guys, we got to grade him on a different scale because a lot of people like to kind of forget about Shanahan's first year in Atlanta as offense coordinator. But they just go straight to, the, 
Yeah, they, they go straight to the MVP year, which got him hired as a head coach. But Sarkeesian in his first year, with all the bumps and bruises, we're, we're in the playoffs, and we're in the playoffs with a chance to make some things happen. So you kind of got to give him a little bit of a higher grade than what people want to say. But with that being said, with the NFL rules, he technically cannot make a, uh, what is it, a lateral move? He cannot be an OC here and then go be an OC somewhere else. He'd have to be like an office coordinator slash like assistant head coach or something like that. So I don't think that's going to happen anyways. I thought, I thought if, uh, if like the coach allowed it, like if they let him before his contract, then he could do whatever the hell he wants to. I, I was hearing that you can't, you can't do that. You have to, if he's like, he could be OC slash something else, but the title has to be right. Just, but I don't, I don't foresee that happening anyhow, to be honest with you. I think it's just, hmm. I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, there is a lot of coach speak on like, Oh, there's no chance he's going to leave Dan, That's what Dan Quinn said. But I mean, we've heard that before and yeah, you know, shout out to, uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but shout out to that coach who left in the middle of the night, left uh, pieces of paper on players lockers. So yeah. 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 So what are y'all thoughts on that, man? Do you think Sark is going to be out of here or you think that's fake news? Fake news. Fake news. Like a freaking dog AV person is the one that tweeted it, the one that started it. Really? Like, from what I found, from my digging, they he's got, got a dog AV my, and a check mark. Um, reputable source. Mm. Yeah, I saw a couple of people talking about that, but yeah, <sighs> he, he's not going anywhere. Like, come on, people. Prob most people probably think it's a fluke year for him. It's not. We're in the playoffs. We beat the Rams, but it, we. Made it out 10 6. I mean, he had a good year. As much as we hate to say, as much as we hate to say it record wise, yeah, he, he had a good year. The Rams game, everyone's saying he called the best game that he's called since he's been in the NFL, which I don't know if it's the best game because I'm not that analytical, but it it was a pretty it's good up game. There with the, uh, it's up there with the, the Panthers game the week prior and then the Dallas yeah, game. it was a pretty good game. And then, you know, Fire Sark, like 95% of y'all that wanted to fire Sark, y'all freaked, freaked out. Like, y'all flipped out. I saw every single one of y'all. Y'all flipped out when y'all heard the news. So are y'all still Fire Sark or not? Because when you heard the news, you flipped out crying because you didn't want him to leave. But every other day before the Rams game, y'all were – Let's get rid of Sark. Now, so his, what is it? His play calling still does leave a lot to the imagination, but I, I'm kind of looking at it as like, okay, well, it's not pretty, and we don't have the same gaudy numbers, but the results are they're they're better results. A lot of people, and I was thinking about this earlier. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, we want Shanahan back, blah 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 blah. Uh -huh. But at the end of the day, what did that get us? It, yeah, it got us an MVP. It got us to a game in February. But, you know, what they say, defense wins championships. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely excited for the prospect of this defense where it can be in the future. Like, win, lose, or a draw, like, early in their season, just watching this defense, I'm already, I've been excited for the draft just to see where this defense is go, can go as far as with the pieces we can add via the draft. And hopefully uh, with Duke Riley's development also. Yes, Roko. On, on, on all of this, especially the draft, because that's kind of what I do. <laughs> You know, yes. Speaking of that, so like you're you're currently in school, correct? Uh, are you go? Are you no no? Uh, uh, Loki, yay nay. Are, are you going to school for like sports yeah. stuff, or are you just that's just like no. your hobby? Or 
No, it's just it's just Mojave, you know. Keeps my mind off the stuff. Okay. And I mean, how did you get into it? It's just kind of like something you stumbled into, or you was like, oh, you know, I, I like sports and I like to see if I can predict stuff or the funny okay. <laughs> Story time. Um in my house, uh, I remember like like four years ago or something. Four years ago, I uh my dad and my uncle or something would like argue like extremely loud, and I don't like loud noises. I don't like yelling or anything. It pisses me off. <laughs> and uh, they were, they were arguing about like who the five should take. And I was just like, I don't know anything about this. I'll, I'll watch the draft just to know who we take, and like I'm gonna you know, agree with what the media says. And then I started uh, once I started like following like Charles with four words on my like, Twitter and everything. Saw that people that are like actually smart on it. I was like, maybe I should try to, you know, figure out what the fuck I'm talking about. That makes sense. Shout out to four verts. So, real quick, uh, known Falcons hater on Twitter at Marcus underscore Sniffles has joined the podcast. So, what, what's going on? Uh, why am I why am I known as a, a Falcons hater? I love the Falcons. The Falcons have given me so much joy throughout the year. And I love Falcons fans. I love Tribbles and Gift Queen. I love all the Falcons fans. What's going? Why? Why? Why am I being misrepresented here? Why are you here? I felt the sarcasm in that. <laughs> <laughs> why are you here? What sarcasm? That was just pure like love and adoration. Like it was. Seething. I am totally jealous of uh, Falcons Twitter. How how y'all come together like Voltron to support Matt Ryan and y'all's love for him and support unwavering support for Matt Ryan. And the, you know, NFC South Twitter beef, like I, I'm envious of that. We don't have that in the AFC South. So I'm, I'm watching from afar. I love Falcons Twitter. Kind of actually have to be good to have beef like that. but I'll mm. And you have to have a quarterback too. So, and a coach. And a coach. We're not disrespecting. I mean, the season's not over yet. So, I mean, we still got time. We're not yeah. disrespecting my son. Hey, Andrew Luck going to come back looking like the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. And what happened to him? He he lost his arm, and now he is frozen yeah. in, in Wakanda somewhere. Hey, <laughs> fact, ice. hey, facts don't matter. Facts don't matter. <laughs> All right. So back back to the back to the Falcons stuff. Yeah. So with the draft, look, you you kind of you have some hot takes with the draft as far as like what do you think we should do? And a lot of people think that right now, with the hate of Brian Poole, that the Falcons could pick a cornerback early. Me personally. I, I don't see that happening just because, again, you can have average to blow average, uh, let's say average talent in defensive backfield if your pass rush is great. So me personally, I see them continuing to add to the defense line and add more pass rushers. What I would want personally is I want somebody, I want more depth at the linebacking core. Like, because surprisingly with with the grades that they gave Deion Jones as far as his under, being undersized, he's pretty durable. You know what I'm saying? Go from outside to inside he doesn't really get hurt and he brings a lot to our defense and i'm in my head it's like okay if something were to happen to him what happens then so i'd love to see a guy drafted to be behind him and groom to either get him playing time at some point or just have him ready in the tuck you know what i'm saying but i think we'll still go pass rusher but what are your thoughts on that uh i i'm always a proponent of going in the first round no matter where you are to take a a different middle position and those are like your corners I, I usually want to take the like the corners or the defensive line or defensive ends or whatever. I always want to like take one of those in the first round. So that's where I'm at now. But I'm leaning defensive tackle. I actually wrote an article on one of them that I want. 
and I've had like scattered gift reviews of Divis events all over my Twitter somewhere. So I'm 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 on the Vita Vea train right now. Yeah, I saw that too. I meant to go watch video on him. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So it, is that the assumption that Poe is not going to be resigned next year, or you just want to add more depth? Even if he isn't signed, you know, he's. I don't want him playing seventy six percent of the snaps like he did this year too. That makes sense. Fresh, you always fresh linemen are better than you know people getting bodied by double teamed all game. That makes sense. And I'd rather hmm. have another. I'd rather have a Poe clone. So when Poe, if he gets hurt or whatever, I can just plug him in, and we don't have to pay Courtney Upshaw anymore. So I like I like Upshaw. I like he, and he's on the he's on the books for the cheap though. It's not like we're paying him a king's ransom though. I know he's 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 a, he's a, he's wasting he's wasting space right now. He's not wow. very good against the run. He's not he's not very good against the run on the inside, which is where they're kind of have to play him since Tack is being amazing this postseason, and. uh on the outside, I mean, uh, yeah, on the outside, he's not really giving you much pass rush, so they literally just run at him. Well, real quick, when you say, let's talk about tech. Let's talk about tech. I know a lot of people, and I, I wish I would got some screenshots, a lot of people really upset with the tech pick. They they want oh. it. Um, and you know what? I, I might not be mad. I can't get mad who they want it. I think, oh, I don't know. They, oh, wow, I forgot wow. about Taco Charles. Is, is he doing anything? Is he in the league? Or? No, he's so bad. He's so bad. <laughs> Dallas <laughs> Army is absolutely retarded. I I had him as a had him in the, the fourth round. That's how bad he was. <laughs> we wanted um the dude from the Patriots that tore his ACL. That's where I. That's what me and like Charles wanted because he's really good. That makes the, sense. The kid from Youngstown State. Okay. Yeah, there was a lot of. People are like, oh, why do we get this guy? Blah 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 blah. Dude, Tech. This is this is baby Tech. This is Tech in his first year as an NFL player. This is Tech coming off injuries, not really getting the full offseason experience. This is Tech in his first year of offseason workouts and conditioning. Once Tech sheds his baby bones, ooh, buddy, then tackles gonna be having a problem for the next couple of years, man. My, yeah. tech, my thing, my thing on Tech was he's like he he's exactly what he is now. But my only problem with him is like people want him to be like a number one like path rusher, and I don't think he can really do that because he doesn't have any bend whatsoever. <laughs> like his his hips are extremely stiff, but he had like so I was like if we could get him in the early second or like trade up for him, then that'd be fine. We ended up getting him at like twenty four, so that's about where he was gonna go anyway. So I was fine with that. I just didn't like I wanted either the dude that I was talking about earlier or a guard. But I'm not. I'm not gonna, uh, you know, hate on Tack. I, I like Tack. I like Tack's tape. I, I just didn't want him at where we got him. That makes sense. I know, Marcus. What you what you gonna say about Tack? I was gonna say Tack was when he was drafted. He showed up with a picture of his gram out the draft, right? That was him. Yeah. yeah. How how could anybody not root for that kid, man? Like I I enjoyed that moment that he that he had up there. He was just like wilding out, uh, you know, showing love to his family, and even when he. Like during training camp, he put on like some Instagram videos about like getting paid and stuff. So he seems like a fun guy. So I'm, oh, yeah, I'm hilarious. Yeah, I'm for sure. I'm for sure root for 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 Tech. Like, I love everything about that player. He has personality, so I'm good with that. Yeah, he had a he had a, a rough, his story is kind of rough. So I, again, just just a good story. I'm glad he's on our team, and he he has become a bit of a, a fan favorite with the uh, color dreads and Instagram videos and things like that. So. 
Now, I'm always rooting for him. But to this year's draft, so you're predicting that we stay pass rush, correct? Either that or defensive tackle. Giff, what do you got? For the draft? I don't know yet. I'm waiting until February 5th. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, well, me, that's what I want. But it's all pending what happens with free agency, too. I haven't really looked at the list. Low-key, have you checked that out yet or no? I don't care about free agency. The Falcons never do what I want them to do anyway. <laughs> God. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. So st- staying on transactions real quick, I know that uh, former 929 Radio uh, broadcaster personality, Mark Zeno, uh, he... <laughs> What happened to that guy? Did he get fired? <laughs> Did he quit? Or he, I, I think I think what happened was like he he made like a bet or something that like he was gonna like quit his account or something if something happened and that thing happened so he like completely quit then all of a sudden he just like disappeared from everything. <laughs> oh, all right. Um, oh, when he deleted his Twitter. Yeah. That, oh, he got pissed at um, shit. What week was that? Uh either week eight or nine, I believe, he was so fed up with the play calling that he was like, okay, if he does, if Sark does this shit one more time, I'm quitting. And Sark did it one more time and he dead ass left and he never came back. Well, but he, but he was on the radio though. He had a show on nine to nine in the evenings and he doesn't have that show anymore. I saw, I was curious where he, what happened he, to him. He but. might've quit that too, but he said, I'm quitting. And he just never came back. How do, how do people hate Sark so bad that people are willing to oh, quit? Oh, I can him? tell you. It's so crazy. You. People hate that man. They're spoiled. Watch, watch the games. Um, it, no, just not, it's not even that we're spoiled. Just, watch, just please watch the games. Just like, yeah, it's, it's, so, spoiled. So, it's a mixture. So there was a couple games I watched and I was like, you know, Sark is not. He's calling a fine game. But then I they, they showed a picture of him like from the booth. And apparently he wears his hat backwards. I'm like, oh, this guy's a douchebag. Like, you can just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that run run pass shit was b- getting very annoying. Like I was fed up with that shit. It was so predictable. Well, mm-hmm. my Jet thing sweet. is, yeah, let's not talk about that. They actually ran one that was successful, which was you know, yeah, surprising. one, one. Okay, okay. My thing was, I guess he'll find something. I think that he sees something that he can exploit. Look at the Panthers. He ran sweep after sweep after sweep, and a couple of them broke. So I guess he saw that they could exploit them in that area. He's like, all right, whatever. I'm going to keep doing it. it. I mean, we got the W, so it wasn't what we want to see, the high-flying stuff, but it is what it is. Going back to Mark Zeno, he made a, a tweet today that I talked about in the podcast probably two or three weeks ago regarding uh, Tevin Coleman. And low-key, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Oh, yeah, I do it. I saw it. Yeah, I said I didn't. I was like, shoot, a second round. I, I thought we get we could maybe get From at least Cleveland, a third, a second rounder, dog. Of course. Well, I was yeah. assuming that he. I was assuming or that go take Sony real quick. Like you, you ain't gonna miss nothing. Exactly. I was thinking that. I was thinking more or less he go to the Forty uh, ers just because he already knows the system or whatever. But I feel that that make more sense. But I don't see us making they any. Don't even have the second rounder. They don't. Have, I don't think they have. Like they traded. For yeah, they got that for Garoppolo. Oh, okay. Well, oh yeah. Are they talking about trading Coleman for a for the Brown second round pick? It was it was just it was just a talking point. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel they should trade him though. I I, just and again, I've said this before. It's no shade on Tim Coleman, but I'd rather us trade him because I don't see us signing two running backs to you know decent amount of money. I'd rather trade him than him walk away from nothing because we can get something for him. Teams that are great consistently year in year out, they get stuff for their players. Look at the Patriots. 
they are quick to send somebody away and pick up some picks. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, 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 he asked for one. He asked for 500k too much. Bill Belichick's like, "Boy, you're out of here." Yep. Show up to practice a minute late. Peace. Clean your locker. <laughs> it was a blizzard outside. You late. Clean your locker out. So that fool had them running sprints in the blizzard because they were like 20 seconds late for practice. I was in tears. Yeah. So it's kind of like I, I, I want to know what y'all think. Dirty Bird Nation. Y'all let us know. Like again, we love Tevin Coleman. I love the deal duo we have. But I am a big. I'm a. I'm a Freeman fan. I feel that Freeman shouldn't come off the field until he is gasping for air and needs oxygen. Again, Thanks. a lot of. A lot of people wanted your boy Terran Ward cut because he fumbled one time, but Terran Ward is a decent backup. They kind of have the same style. I'm not, you know, real cool with the short running back thing, but I would love a changeup. But like you said, we can get a guy like Sony Michelle in the draft that can provide that changeup for the cheap. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Run, running backs are a diamond dozen in the draft. I mean, look at the the running backs that are successful now, like Kareem Hunt, uh, dude from New Orleans. Even um, was Devontae Freeman? Was he a first round pick? Nope. No, he yeah. I mean, you can get running backs anywhere. If you have, like, as long as you have Freeman, you can get a third or fourth round running back that'll give you the same production that, that Coleman has given you. And then you can get some value for Coleman and, and boost her up that. another it's, position. I don't know about that. Tevin, Tevin is unique in uh, some of the stuff he does. I, he, you can get like some of the production back, like, and it'll still like it won't be like that much of a drop off. Well, Tevin in his, Tevin in himself is a weapon. Well, let's say you give you up uh, Devontae Freeman's production, and then you balance that with another running back. Like you'll, you, I don't feel like you'll miss Tevin Coleman if you give Devontae Freeman like twenty carries a game instead of fifteen. Until I also don't want to do that because Devontae Freeman has two concussions, and he will run himself into. The, yeah, he will give himself yeah. concussions every game. If and I don't, I don't understand how you can change that because that's like his style. But man, bro, yeah. you gotta. I get it. That's you want to take we should draft one? I think we should draft one because if he he's like legit, like a concussion or two, God forbid, he's like a concussion or two away from being out of the league. So. Yeah, that that definitely that makes yeah. sense. So I, I'm on the board with getting like getting something for Coleman, unless he wants to take a hometown discount. But again, in this league, it's it's a short career. You got to get every penny you can. So I wouldn't be running mad at yeah. like, You know what? Running backs don't take discounts. Right, yeah. and and he got two twins that he's got to look out for. I would take that money. I mean, for me, we've traded with the Browns and have been very successful mm-hmm. in the past. So I don't mind. And then. Yeah, and then looking at <laughs> and then looking at um Alan underscore STRK, his um gift reviews, he she breaks down where Coleman is really hesitant with his run. Like when Freeman just plows through and his vision is a lot better, Coleman's kinda hesitant and then he goes and he messes up or I mean, you know, he's a goes up. Yeah, he's yeah. a one guy. So and that's kinda annoying me now that he it's our Shit, I can't talk. And I've been seeing it broken down by Alan Stark and his gifts. And I'm like, Ward is good enough that him and Freeman can, you know, go back for back. And like I said during the UGA game, like I would not mind Sony taking the place of Coleman. That's just me. And speak a uh, good segue to the UGA game. It's crazy how Sony Michelle kind of overtook Chubb. You know what I'm saying? Like it used to be okay, Chubb, 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 Chubb. I know the injuries part of it, but I didn't know Sony Michelle was that good to be honest. Oh no, I've 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 been watching them forever. I, I scouted them when they came out of like fucking high school. But um, with with this Alabama game, it was it was like just like you don't really want like 
Devontae running against like the Vikings, he wanted to like spread them out with like uh Tevin. It was just like that with Sony. Cause Chubb isn't isn't like, like shifty. Like he's not really like that shifty, but he's a better like pure runner. I don't I don't like if if that makes sense. Yeah. Like Freeman mm-hmm. Freeman is a better pure runner than Coleman, but Coleman can take everyone to the house. That's how that is. It's literally like the exact same scenario. The the thing that irks me with Coleman is somebody tweeted this. It was hilarious, but it made perfect sense. It's like sometimes it seems like Coleman has a lower body strength of a newborn baby deer. Cause like Oh no, he's all yeah, he's all legs. Like literally. He like he's like what, six two? And like again, like eighty percent of that is like legs. <laughs> Which yeah. makes sense, but that's why his balance is trash too. It's like, yeah, Freeman's balance is amazing. Like, but again, he's a more compact. He's lower to the ground. You know that makes I'm sense. I'm six but... five. Jesus Christ! What? The fuck? Freeman comes up to like my my calf. All right, you're six five. Yes. Damn, Jalen, Jalen, <laughs> low key Debo Confucius over here. God damn, taking past lunch money and shit. I believe. <laughs> I am not six five. I am way below. <laughs> I don't want no smoke. No smoke. <laughs> That's what's up. But yeah, I, I get it. I get it. That makes sense. But uh, we'll see what happens, man. I'm hmm. okay. So UGA game. Sorry, guys. Uh, Sacrifice had to be made. Oh. <laughs> I, blame, and, and to, I blame Caleb. There we go. Oh, that's uh, Falcon's Zippo. Yep. I blame oh. him. Yes, we I need you to contact this man. I want I want to speak to this man on the podcast. I need to, I need, he needs to, he needs to clarify some of these tweets because they're they're out of control, in my opinion. But I might just be misunderstanding. That's why we have a podcast where we can actually, you know, chop it up because a lot of things need lost in translation during tweets. So if you're listening, uh, give us a holler. So to the game. Shout out to the people that just want to make uh you know, I know Twitter, people like to get the jokes off. But I clearly saw somebody superimpose Matt Ryan's head on Jacob Fromm talking about, oh, this is okay, a. That was, that was kind of funny, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that comes but, with the territory right there. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's two, that's two Georgia teams blowing big leads in championship games. Like, you got to expect uh, that to happen. You okay, got to expect that. I, yeah, I, I get it for the jokes. That, that still just pushes the, the nonsense to people that Matt Ryan blew the game. Matt Ryan did not play a single snap on defense. Matt Ryan cannot uh, Matt block Ryan for himself. Had, Matt Ryan was like 10 points off of a perfect pass. And that's what I – exactly. I, I also understand that, but they also put up 28 points in three quarters and then in a quarter, and then over time they put up zero points. Like you got to continue to put we, up some points. We didn't get the ball. They didn't touch the ball. Uh, yeah, we didn't get the ball. They never got the ball in the third quarter, the fourth quarter? No, overtime? no, overtime. Yeah. No, overtime. Patriots what about, the, what about the fourth quarter? What did they do offensively in the fourth quarter? Oh no, they just they legit they started they started jailbreaking. Like <laughs> yeah. legit, I, I went back like I have it like on my tape because I was like I still I still I haven't watched it. I can't they, rewatch they, it. Oh, I watched it like three times. Like I got you're over it. Ba- you're wow. Ba- <laughs> wow. Why? I, got, I got over it. Are you a Falcon? You're a Falcons fan? Hey, hey, yes, hey, Marcus. You've watched the Super Bowl three. T- oh my god, what is wrong with you? Why would you do He's that? He's a glutton for punishment. Jesus. He's, he's insane. <laughs> but but Marcus, go step on some Legos, please. Jesus. A whole lot of Legos. A room full of Legos. I, and, look, and I hope your children pee in your mouth. Oh. Wow. So disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> he disrespected my Falcons. He knows I'm crazy. I don't know why he's starting this stuff. 
Okay, so sticking to the UGA game. All right. No, let, me, let, me, let me finish. Sacrifice. Oh, yeah, in finish, that, finish. In, in, that, in that Patriot in a Super Bowl, like in the third and fourth quarter, they legit, <laughs> the Patriots legit just like sent up a prayer. Like they just started jailbreak blitzing every single down because they knew they couldn't guard the, um, they couldn't guard anybody because their defense was absolutely trash. So I, they I just started just blitzing every I, I understand. single down. I understand all that, but you also had the MVP of the league. You had the best wide receiver in the league. You have a top five da, running back da, in the league. Da, da, Some da, one da. of those three people have to make a play. Da, like da, make a they play. Did. Julio should have had the greatest catch in Super Bowl history, but it was uh, negated because somebody went to call play actions on first down, which resulted in the penalty. Then Shut there was bitch. another another penalty after that. Like that's execute the plays. That that's execute just, the that's plays just, that are called. That's, that's just like, Atlanta luck. Hey, it is what it is, man. That's just Atlanta luck. I still can't believe you watched that game. Like I had that game on my DVR because I wanted to watch it and live tweet it again. But like, man, you watched oh, that thing no. three times? My goodness, you're a terrorist. I'm I, have to, I have to relive. I, have I to was relive doing it for an article. Cut. Let me rock. Every, every time I cut on Madden, I have to relive relive this. So it's oh for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Two two years in a row, I have to look at a Patriots player when I cut my PlayStation on. So, but to the UGA game, a lot of people were saying that you know Nick Saban is a genius for his call to put in the uh i'm just calling the flying hawaiian because i cannot pronounce the name no disrespect i don't want to mess it to up a tagalovea something like that yeah to a tagalovea i think yeah so yeah, i saw i saw him play in the spring game for alabama and i was like oh okay all right this is what we good i was like this is really good this is what we're doing all right cool but they were, i guess they roll it hurts because he was the hot hand he got them there whatever blah blah blah, blah. so what i'm going to ask y'all real quick i mean sorry about the l but it was a pretty good game do you think that was a stroke of genius from Nick Saban, or was that pure desperation? Because I think it was desperation that is Death being flipped, Death. that is being flipped into him being, oh, Nick Saban's a genius. He's the greatest coach of all time. Blah, blah, blah. That's pure desperation. I even saw somebody tweet, there's no way they pulled Jalen Hurts in the second half. Sure, sure enough, uh, yeah, it definitely happened. So I'm going desperation. Desperation. Pure. Yeah, there's got to be some desperation. I mean, they they didn't score in the first half. Like, you got to – they had to do something. And he know he knew what was on the bench, though. I feel like he knew. He oh, knew yeah. That, he knew that talent was there. But, like you said, Jalen Hurts has been there for a while. They went to the title game last year. I think they won it with him the year before. Like, you got to give the guy a chance, I guess. But at that point, you're pure just desperation mode. And, and I'm surprised that they he let it rock out with Hurts that long, being that – Typical Nick Saban teams don't operate like that with a mobile quarterback. They typically have the traditional drop back guy. I don't know when they had uh, your boy Lane Kiffin. Quarterbacks at all? They just run the ball and play defense. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know why if you're a quarterback you go to Alabama unless because uh, you want to win. <laughs> what? I get it. I get, I get that it. Free what I'm like, quick. What you mean? Yeah, Nick Saban's car is kind of lit. I guess that makes sense, but it's like you're really not going to go to the league as a quarterback going there. Uh, but but yeah, I, I'm surprised they let him rock out with that guy, even though he likes the traditional drop back quarterback like uh, the Flying Hawaiian. So that that surprised me. It's just wild to hear that when you say like you know quarterbacks don't go to Alabama and don't really succeed in the NFL, but every other like offensive position does. Like you know Julio Jones was a wide receiver in Alabama, but he didn't put up crazy numbers. I'm not counting running back in that. No, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Julio. But the number one receiver in the draft this year is. Uh, 
Ridley, I think his name is, and he's out of Alabama, and he doesn't have like crazy numbers, but that boy, that boy is twenty five years old, <laughs> <laughs> super senior. If he's not trying, if he's not uh, beating up on nineteen and eighteen year old, I would be surprised. I mean, he's a he's a seven year senior with two kids. Oh, exactly. Hey. <laughs> God bless. Wrap, wrap it up, kids. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up out there. He got he got how he got a mortgage payment coming. Damn. So, but yeah, I think that's desperation. I'm like, no shade because he's like, really oh yeah, yeah, good. yeah. No, no shade, but <laughs> it is what it is. But um, yeah. Off the game, you know, we'll be or not we, but Georgia fans, y'all will be back. Kirby Smart's building something great down there, so you know, hang your heads high. You know, tweet through the jokes. Just uh, you know, survive in advance. So we're gonna move on to the predictions for tomorrow's big game. <sighs> Who are we gonna start with? We're gonna start with you know what? We'll let uh give go first. What what do you think about tomorrow's game? What what are you looking forward to? Um, uh, Nick Foles getting sacked. That was for that siren chick. Oh lord! Oh lord! That Thanks, <laughs> is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I hope I hope you're listening because I told you to listen. Since you made all these assumptions about, I will, I will send it to her. She'll, she'll all these assumptions about me just because I was tweeting you gifts because I didn't feel like, you know, actually holding a conversation with someone tweeting me so much nonsense about Nick Foles <laughs> oh, when God. the whole season, y'all were cheering for Wentz. So, please miss me with that and exit my mentions. Thank you. I think we're get we're gonna get the win. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard as shit. It's going to be cold as shit. I will not be going. My father might go, and he's trying to convince me to go with him. But I'm not going to do it Philly fans because I will probably end up in the Philly jail. I'll probably get in lots of fights because you just – I'm not the one to be messed with. And my dad knows that, so I don't know why he's trying to have me go up there with him. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be hard as shit, and we're probably going to win by field goals with um, – Money Matt, my second father, uh, Money Matt Bryant. That's all. That's all I got. Uh, Loki, what do you got? Uh, let me see. The under for this game is forty-one and a half. So what is that? Twenty-one to twenty. I'm gonna go twenty-one seventeen Falcons. Mm. Hmm. That's tough sledding right there, but I can see I that happening. Snake falls at all. <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 the thing too. Uh, Marcus, what do you got? Yeah, I think this is fairly easy. I think the Falcons are favored in this game. There's no reason the Falcons should lose this game. They have a better quarterback. They have better. The three point favorite. Right? Yeah, they have better offensive players. Their defense is just as good. They're playing a backup quarterback who we've all seen not be good. And for my own selfish reasons, I'm rooting for them to win so they can play an NFC Championship game against the. New Orleans Saints, which would be the greatest day in Twitter history for me. Okay. Blood will be shed. Fire. Give. All right. So me, yeah. The thing is that you're you're saying they're playing a backup quarterback, so they are going to be coming off a bye week, and their defense is going to understand that hey, this is going to be on us. So I feel that we're going to get better than their best shot with them having to you know pick up a slack for foals. Uh, mm, it's it's going to be tough. I don't see it being as uh, – I don't know, man. Just looking at it, just like using like some sort of transitive properties from game to game. Like I looked at common opponents. I saw the Seahawks, and it was a bad loss with Wentz too. People are saying online, okay, we play the same type of defense. 
that should be in our favor. And that was against Wentz, not Foles. So unless they come Car- out with some great Carson, oh, Carson Wentz is so 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 frustrating sometimes. I didn't have like the I didn't have the <laughs> highest grade on him, but like like when people like review him, whatever, because I don't have time for that. I don't I don't care much about the Eagles. I'm not gonna you know sit there and review people unless they're about to be free agents. But like he like in that Seahawks game that you mentioned, yeah, you you brought it up and it reminded me. He missed so many like easy throws, but he made so many tough ones. It was so frustrating. Yeah, so my thing is unless they have an an excellent game plan for Nick Foles and the defense plays lights out, I don't see any reason why we don't win this game. Again, I don't think this would be it's not say easy, but like the turnovers did help. I don't think that they're gonna make that many mistakes, but they say if we score over twenty points, we're undefeated. So I I got us I'm gonna say we win. 23 to 20, maybe something like that, something around that range. I don't, I don't know if I said it on this podcast or a previous podcast, but I did say that the Eagles would lose their first game of the playoffs. And this was before Car- Carson Wentz got hurt. Like, I don't believe in that team whatsoever. I think Philly is a cursed sports town. So they're going to show up and they're going to lay an egg against the Falcons. LOL, cur- cursed sports town. Yeah, let's yeah, let's chill with that. Uh, also, also have fifty dollars. Also got fifty dollars on the game. So, uh, real quick to close things out, check my Twitter out at Sapri seven hundred six. I posted two videos of me at the barber shop. So my barbers Ooh. are both of them are Philly fans. One guy's a Cowboys fan. Shout out to him because yeah, he tried to act like he bet me twenty five dollars in the game last week when I came in there. I'm about to collect my money later. And then two Philly fans, they were straight wilding out. So some of the arguments the Philly fans were using is that. He said that a Matt Ryan's not a good quarterback. Um, he, he said Matt Ryan like is terrible. He messes up every time. And when I asked him to give me one example, he has nothing. He just starts yelling, talking about oh the Falcons had the biggest loss in the NFL history, twenty eight three. I'm like, dog, those aren't valid arguments, dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, answer the question or don't have the conversation. So yeah, check out the video. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. But I have to deal with this every time we get a haircut. So. Please pray for me, especially. Oh boy, if we win this game, I'm gonna walk in that barbershop like that Levar get Levar Ball gift of him going on a first <laughs> take. I'm gonna go in there acting damn fool, and I have no shame. I don't even care what happens after that because these dudes be talking mad spicy, and I don't appreciate it. So Philly, Philly fans need to be humble, like because I watched that video and he was talking about where's y'all's ring. Like, come on, Philly, y'all the only yeah, one. I was like, like, <laughs> I was like, hold on. The Philadelphia Eagles are the only team in the NFC East that has not won a Super Bowl. Every other team has won multiple Super Bowls. Y'all need to be humble, all right, Philly? Be humble. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. There will be a new video posted if uh, things go the way that I predict they will go. So uh, other than that. If the Falcons win, you might want to get a new barber, though. That's right. Well, don't, don't have patches in your head now. Well, no, no, see, okay, the one guy that cut, actually cuts my hair, shot him, he's real cool people, shot to Drake. He's actually cool about it. Like, he wasn't like, he don't be in there wilding out, like. He just be like, you know, low key, just chilling, like, you know, keeping it calm. But the other guy, he's just, he's like angry. I'm like, dog, did you get, did you get burned or something like that? Like, were you beaten as a child? Like, he's a Philly fan. That's how they are. That's it. It's a city of losers. (laughs) I I guess. I guess, man. But shout out to them. I wish them good luck. I shook their hands, you know, we'll see what happens. But best believe I'm being there acting mad, ignorant, mad ethnic in there if things go uh, the way I want. So, Again, I appreciate everybody coming through. Uh, Low-key, give everybody your Twitter at. It's just my name, at Jalen Muhammad. All right, so shout I'm, out to I'm him. I'm not even going to spell it. I'm not even going to spell it. If you look it up, you'll, you'll see my, my, my name. 
I'm famous. Yeah. You, you dig? All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll add him. We'll add him. We read the, retreat the podcast. Uh, shout out to Marcus. Uh, Marcus underscore Sniffle. We actually do another podcast called the Committee Podcast. So if y'all are ever stuck in traffic in Atlanta, definitely check us out if you want to get a good laugh. We did a top five rap albums for 2017. So if you want to check that out, uh, get in our mentions. Know what you think about that. Uh, give Queen as always. Let the people know what's good. Yeah, follow me, Alito Saint underscore. Oh, we got a shout out, Nesquik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's the old uh, girl? She was, she was. Uh, uh N- Nesquik, Big Titty Shay. Oh, wow, <laughs> all wow. Right. All, right. <laughs> all right, but she got some. She got some big old knockers now. Earmuffs. Flourish. Oh yeah, she got kids in the car. My bad. Flourish. She, hey, she got some big old knockers. Y'all better follow her on Instagram. Her top nine tweets all got her titties out. So Ooh. shout out can't to even, you. Can't even follow her on Instagram. You won't even see anything new. I'm, nah. I'm, I'm a God fearing brother. Uh, you know, hallelujah. I'm gonna give you her Twitter. I'm gonna give you her Twitter <laughs> and her, her Instagram. So you go follow her. Anybody that wants her Instagram, hit me up. I'll give it out to you. Five dollars. All right. So again. <laughs> Appreciate y'all checking us out. Uh, shout out to It's Triple too. Uh, everybody who listens to us. Yes. We appreciate it. Definitely hit that retweet button. And uh, this is the uh, Dirty Bird Nation Report, the unofficial podcast Fox Twitter. And uh, just for always, even though he didn't have a wild tweet, always shout out to Player KB. I know there's going to be some wild-ass tweets tomorrow, bro. We will be watching and we will be screenshotting. So we appreciate you out there being reckless as usual. So, yes. again, Holla Shaw, check us out. Check us out. Uh, leave us some comments. Uh, God bless. Go Falcons. Rise, Rise up. up. Rise, Rise up. up. Rise up. Shut up, Marcus. Peace. I feel some type of way.